Hello, this is the Crush Monocle Podcast, the show where we talk about stuff. All the stuff. I am your host, Coop. This is my co-host, John. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) He's so great at introducing himself. Uh, So, being that it is the greatest time of the year. Yeah. Yeah, horror movies, pumpkins, candy rotting your teeth out, the whole bit. Spice Uh, latte, Coop. Pumpkin, pumpkin spice latte coop. Come you on. know I don't drink that garbage. Come on. <laughs> um, but being that it is official horror movie season, uh, for ghouls like me, that's Halloween's every day. But for the for the rest of the world out there, it's this horror movie season. And uh, what better guest do we have on the show? Uh, our returning guest, who was the first guest on this podcast. <laughs> he is a an actor, writer, co-director of Death Drop Gorgeous. Uh, in the middle of working on his next feature, uh, St. Drago, um, Mr. Brandon Paris. Whoa! <laughs> Hello, thank you for, for having me back on. Hell yeah. <laughs> I, I wish you would just take over co-host and then I could stop being trying to pretend like you know, I know what the fuck I'm doing, you know? Just <laughs> have you on. Oh, you're a good job. <laughs> or both of you guys could take it over and i can just be the guest yeah there we go that would be a train wreck and a half i don't know if we should do that <laughs> i never know what i'm doing at any time 80 percent of the time <laughs> outside of podcast me either yeah, trust me <laughs> um so before uh, before we started recording we was briefly talking about and i'll make this quick because it's not very horrific but there's a band out there i cannot remember who they were they canceled their tour because their laptops got stolen now we're not talking do they have about like a, a live drummer how do they do metallica <laughs> james hatfield's like no my favorite laptop with all my torrents on it Fuck no. <laughs> All my Napster files are on that. <laughs> now, we're not talking about a band like Survive or Suicide or anything. This was like a, a metal band. Like It was touring with some other metal band or whatever. And uh, there isn't seemingly anything electronic about their music, but they really needed those laptops. That's fucking weird. Is, I, don't, I, I, I can't even take a guess. Like it's either a click track that wasn't backed anywhere or like fucking song note. I don't. What would what would that be? Like what would that be? Why would you do that? Could you imagine seeing a, a metal band who needed a click track? Oh, I mean, well. I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't. I don't know. That's fucking weird. <laughs> I want to know why. I want to know like what they're fucking missing. You I know, see like is metal bands with click tracks. <laughs> we played with metal so this is a kind of funny story we, we were on tour with retox we went to we played in this, this place called the masquerade in atlanta georgia i might have, I might have told you the story in the last podcast i think maybe i didn't but, uh, <laughs> repeat like, it's all good the, the masquerade <laughs> is like split into two venues there's like a really like big one and like a kind of smaller one so like we pull in there's these giant tour buses there i'm like oh they must be uh, at, obviously at the bigger um bigger venue that's attached to the building so we get yeah. there and it's like the attack attack like 10th or 20th anniversary show with that Christian like crab core band. Yeah. So like um well like we're you know we were setting up the show started early because there was like 10 bands playing that and like uh the, the sound girl for retox like was like you guys didn't check this out, this band's all doing click tracks. <clears throat> so we went in there 
and there's like drum fills going on and weird guitar sounds going on that the band is not playing and they're all just doing choreographed like stupid dancing so obviously they're not playing like what's coming out but like definitely some weird right. shit going on it was so funny <laughs> <laughs> well i mean you you gotta talk a little bit up for showmanship so that's okay true true <laughs> i don't think i could ever play guitar with my legs spread open that far <laughs> Really? <laughs> I mean, yeah, it is impressive. Great segue. Uh, oh, perfect, segue. perfect segue. <laughs> I'm not sure if John's prepared, so we'll go to Brandon first. What, uh, what do you mean? I'm not prepared. Why? Because I was like a 90 minutes late. Is that why you fucking throw me under the bus? What the fuck? <laughs> no, no. I was gonna. I was gonna ask what everyone's been listening to in the past. Month. No, that's fine. I'll go last. That's fine. Oh, no, 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 I'm not you go, you go nope, first then. Nope, nope. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brandon, what's the, what's the record you've been listening to the last month? So I've, I've listened to like a handful of stuff. So um, the uh, Discordance Axis had the Inalitable Dreamless re-released on vinyl. So being the, the loser I am, I, I got it. It's That album is just like... the loser that I am. Listen to that um, that band Sanagi from Philly. It's kind of like uh, like grindy, like old school screamo, scramsy kind of stuff. Um, yeah, okay. The new Noel record is really good, uh, like K-N-O-L-L. Like just, it's like Matthew Crazy Grind Metal from Tennessee. Uh, new Anxious Wave album. Um, 3-1-G just put out the new Microwaves, the new Haunted Horses. Both those albums are really good, too. Um, it's kind of been to listen to. Nice. Brandon's dropping his, like, top 20 per month. I know. <laughs> well, he had me He had me sold with Haunted Horses. Dude, Haunted Horses is good. I checked that one out. It's fucking I good. have not listened to them, but the, the name has sold me, man. It, it will Haunted throw you off a little bit, but it's good. Yeah? It's good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah good. Uh, what have you been listening to, John? I didn't know that the new Meat Wave came out, so that's kind of what I was catching up on. I know that's kind of old news. Uh, maybe I should have known. I don't know. It's, that's my problem. Is like sometimes I'll just skip over shit. It's like I know that's coming out, and I'm fucking waiting for it, and then I forget, and then like fucking three months later, I'm like, oh my god, fuck me. I need you know. <laughs> like, so yeah, so yeah, I've been listening to the new Meat Wave album. That's what I've been grinding on. So nice. Yep. Uh, I got an advanced copy or download anyway of the new Dead Cross. Album. Oh fuck, I forgot. Yeah, I forgot to check that out. Yeah, okay. man, it is. Uh, it's probably one of my favorite records of the year. Nice. Uh, it's like kind of. It's they call themselves, you know, like hardcore or whatever, but it's really like '80s thrash, is what it sounds like to me. Yeah. Um, I'll I'll listen to anything with with Mike Patton, and I'll listen to anything with Dave Lombardo. Did you Did check you out that weird feature of him on Bandcamp where they like picked out like? seven random albums he did and he was just like i don't know what to fucking say about this <laughs> yeah <laughs> complete mike pat yeah that's... have you ever heard of uh dead cross uh brandon yeah yeah of course this is justin pearson's in there too and he's like yeah yeah, yeah. Yep, yes. Yep. Yes. yeah it's not bad it's not bad but then like there's no scatting too which is nice i'm glad like he's reeling it in Right. <laughs> There's an option on Bandcamp where you can just have Mike Patton scat over any song that you play. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! It's a it's a really good record. It's I I sound like a broken record. Why I like it, but it's kind of like old school Slayer and metal era Ministry had an oh, angry nice. little baby. Yeah, it's your it's your fucking eighties, your mid eighties thrash that you're obsessed with. It is, man. <laughs> that record was made for me, and it has Mike Patton on it. So, hey, I want to shout out one more thing. The I can't say her first name properly, but I think it's Lucer, Luceria Dalt, and the album is A 
like with the upside down uh, exclamation in the other. I don't fucking. I'm fucking butchering this. Probably what I should have said. <laughs> Anyways, she's really cool. It's like dark samba shit. It's cool. Like it's like oh, gothic nice. samba. Like it's really fucking cool. Like it's worth checking out. If you can figure out how I fucking butchered her name, you'll figure it out on the internet. Maybe It'll I be should. in the notes. I'll, I'll put, Google it. I'll put it in the chat or something. I don't fucking know. Hold on a minute. Fuck yeah, there was another one. I can never say her name either. Oh, here. Uh, the new Gloria de Oliveira and Dean Hurley album is really good. <laughs> See, here we go. Now we're just diving down into like the real shit that we actually listen to. It's on <laughs> the Sacred Bones release. It's like super like old school, like 4AD shoegaze. I mean, that's made a comeback. I think they do it probably the best I've heard so far. Okay. Yeah. Nice. I mean, uh, Sacred Bones is rad, man. Everything they put down this year has been decent, too. Um, what's the name of that band? That um, uh, Boy, Boy Harsher? Boy Harsher, yeah. Yeah, Boy Harsher. Yeah. 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 Uh, that's actually a weird segue into something else we'll get into <laughs> later. But, uh, All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, that's really good. Uh, I really, really dig them. All right. They've got your triple live Budokan crazy-ass month recommendations. We all recommended nine different things. So there you go. Write it down. That's why, that's why people listen to this podcast, because it's usually people who... People are, listen are to never... this podcast? Uh, outside of us three, I think there's a couple more who listen to it. <laughs> I mean, I usually only listen to the first ten minutes, and I'm like, ah, I don't want to listen to me talk again. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, being that is horror movie month, um, I have to ask. Uh, we'll just get this one out because this is a, a pretty fun question. Uh, oh, what is? No, no, no. This is actually it's pretty easy. Okay. Um, before we get into what I really, really want to talk about oh, later, fuck. I have to okay. get this out. Uh, what is your like? Let's just say top five favorite horror movies for any reason. You know, like what's your top five? Mm. Who's going first? Why don't you go first? Me? Yeah. Okay. Set the table. Um, I'll set the table because mine are pretty basic. Uh, <laughs> I love trash. I love you know elevated or whatever they call that garbage now. But <laughs> I love a, a lot of different things. But my uh, my top five is pretty pretty standard. Halloween, the original Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a slasher movie. I've said that many times <laughs> on the show. It is not a slasher. I love that movie. I watch it every Halloween tradition. I have to. John Carpenter's The Thing. That's another favorite of mine, even though it's kind of more science fiction. I'm still going to call it horror. George Romero's Day of the Dead. Everyone always says um, Dawn of the Dead or Night of the Living Dead. I like Day of the Dead because it's so uh, claustrophobic and and paranoid. And I think it's probably the first first zombie movie that really tells you that the non-zombie people are the bad guys. Uh, that's always been like a theme through a lot of his movies, but I think that one's the first one that really uh, drives it home. Yeah. Um, Exorcist three. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Exor- Exorcist three is like it's so fucking good, dude. Like it's insanely yeah. underrated. Like it's so good. It's scarier than fuck too. Like it's scary and there's nothing in it. No. Like you watch that movie, it scares the pants off you, and there's not even a freaking drop of blood in the whole thing. Yeah. That movie's crazy underrated, I think. Or maybe it's becoming not underrated. I don't know. I hate that it's called Exorcist 3, though. I hate, yeah. It should have been called anything else. I hate the 3 on it. Yeah. yeah. Or just be like, just give it a different fucking name, or I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then I think that's 5, right? Or my 5th one would probably be... Man, 
for my fifth one, I'll say probably Return of the Living Dead because it's like the punk rock zombie movie. It's got, you know, it makes fun of the genre, makes fun of horror, and it's got a killer soundtrack. And it's just a, it's a romp Ooh. from start to finish. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Brandon, do you want to go next? Sure. Uh, top five for me, I'd say um, the first two Hellraisers, kind of like as one movie. <laughs> Um, As they should be. Uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, Night of the Demons, I love. Um, just straight up demons, I love. That movie's fantastic. Uh, yeah. The original Texas Chainsaw Massacre and probably either Candyman or Black Christmas, like one of those two. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like <laughs> yeah. that one. Why Black Christmas? I, it's just like uh, it, it's shot – I love when uh, filmmakers and like DOPs put stuff in the foreground. I think it's just like to to make that slash a slash movie look that beautiful is just really really well done. Uh, they had no budget. Um, there's like all these really long camera pans and zooms and things that he does that just go on. Yeah, like one takes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I just think it's like it's just fun. It's creepy. I love like the the weird people living in the house and it's yeah, it's just like it's it's well done. It's fun. Cool, cool. I like how it looks like a comic book movie without trying to look like a comic book. Yeah. Not like creep show or anything, but it's almost it almost has like an Italian vibe. Yeah, no, for sure. I, uh, okay, I'm gonna share my list. You guys are gonna get mad at me. That's okay though. It's fine. Hey, you can't <laughs> get any more basic than my my selection. I don't know. So I I think I have like one maybe like agreeable movie on here, maybe two. So so I was thinking like I was trying to think of like all time, and I'm like all time like I'm just gonna bring up a bunch of shit because like I know some stuff, but like. <laughs> I'm going to bring up a bunch of basic shit because that's just kind of how I am, even though like I try to watch other movies and dig in deep and shit. But so I was just like, well, what like sticks with me the most lately? And so I named Mandy one with Nick Cage. Okay. And I know that like that movie's not necessarily like a horror movie as more of it is like a little apocalyptic, like sci-fi movie. I don't know. And then I was like shining Duh, which is dumb. And the one Sorry. with Jack Nicholson, so leave me alone. Not and then, I love that movie. And then, like, the ones that I always gravitate back to, and I know they're not good, and I know that, like, they totally fucked the story up, is, like, I love Rob Zombie's Halloweens. Like, I love one and two. <laughs> I do. I do. And I know I'm the only fucking person that does. Like, everybody else would rather have anything else, and that's totally fine. And then, you know what movie I was like, oh, fuck, I used to watch this all the time, and now I don't? Is brain scan? Do you guys remember brain scan? Oh, yeah, yeah. Brain scan's rad. Yeah, Eddie Furlong. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes. And like that fucking like elf demon thing, and it like popped out and was like playing Primus and shit. While it was like <laughs> eating fucking Cheetos on his bed and shit. Oh, you he's know, like, like eating like like raw chicken from the freezer. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> like I probably rented brain scan at least six separate times. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'd go yeah, and pick a out one. a movie and be like, oh, fuck, I'm going to watch Brain Scan again this weekend. Six different, you know, fucking <laughs> twice a night. <laughs> <You know? laughs> that's a, it's like one of those weird, um, that's that's one of those movies that's really part of the time. Because that movie came out like probably 94, I think. And that was like right before all the, the horror movies become real self-aware, like Scream or anything. Brain Scan kind of stays in this weird death of the 90s bubble. Yeah. You know? Uh, it's it doesn't look like an '80s movie, and it doesn't look modern like a 2000s movie, but it's not self-aware. So, uh, brain scan is kind of underrated, I think. I agree. All right, so here, I I have to break it out. John likes Rob Zombie's Halloween. 
Okay, um, we talked about this last year. <laughs> Don't but... do this to me again. We're going to do this every say... year until I learn my lesson. <laughs> I'm going to say, I, I don't care for the Rob Zombie Halloween movies. I, I don't like them, but I do think they look super cool. Like, That's why I uh, like them. Yeah, I hate like what H- he did with the story. He H- looks fucking insane. It's so nasty looking. Yeah. I, I just love the way that those both of those movies look, so I will give you that. Okay. Yeah. That's all I want. <laughs> okay. The second one is much. The, 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 the uh, second one he did. Yeah. It's just it's just weird. It's kind of fun, um, but after this trilogy, it, it makes those look like fucking The Shining. So, <laughs> yeah, no shit. Are we? Is that is that your segue? Is that the this segue is our segue. There we go. This is the, this is the segue we needed. <laughs> um, as of recording this podcast, just a few days ago, the final install, allegedly final installment. Jesus, of, please. Yeah, <laughs> of the Halloween franchise. Yeah, uh, the the Jamie Lee Curtis Halloween franchise uh-huh. uh, has released Halloween Ends. Uh, mm. This is a very very divisive film in the franchise amongst fans and haters. <laughs> We're gonna tear into it, but I just want to get a quick one sentence vibe from each of you, Brandon. What is your one sentence feeling about Halloween Ends? Oh my God. Um... It's amazing what money can do. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> <laughs> amazing. That was perfect. That was perfect. Yep. Oh, John? Um, I don't know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> that's that's my fucking... There, there's some, yeah. I'm going to say this movie, uh, there's a lot of things I like about it. And there's a lot of things I don't like about it. Uh, as much crap as I give the Rob Zombie films... <laughs> Um, I think I feel about this movie the same way I feel about the Rob Zombie movies, only in a different sense. Like, what I there's things Fair. elements about the Rob Zombie movies that I like, and there's elements I hate. Same thing with this movie. So we ended the franchise with another thing. Yeah, like, like that plot. Like, what the fuck is that plot, dude? Okay, hold up, hold up. Uh, for those listening, we are going to get into spoilers. If you have not seen Halloween Ends, there's spoilers. Turn away. Uh, all <laughs> yeah, right. Spoil yourself and don't watch it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, like I was kind of tracking and then like the end kind of hit her, like the last like two thirds or whatever the fuck. And I was just like, wait, what the fuck? Like, what are we doing? Like, what just happened? You know what I mean? Like, homeboys just living in the sewer like i don't understand like well i mean he he has no home so he had to go somewhere so that's where he's chilling and just like influencing like people that are on the edge like i don't fucking understand what the fuck's going on here i mean put yourself in michael's shoes where are you gonna go you don't have any skills you don't have a home just fucking move out of state man i don't know iowa (laughs) Or some shit. <laughs> like, I don't know. Fuck. It was, yeah. yeah. That's all. I then I don't want to talk about it anymore. You guys talk about it. <laughs> I like that there was less fan service in the movie. Yeah. Um, I hate fan service in movies. I just hate it. I thought that the the editing was cool. Um, visually, the editing was cool. Not not in a filmmaking perspective, just the way the film looked. How it it kind of if you paid attention, the whole movie starts bright into the day, and by the time the movie's over, it's nighttime. 
it kind of gradually follows the mm. whole daylight cycle. I thought that was really cool. I didn't notice that. And my favorite thing about the film was I really liked the subdued performance from Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, she seemed like a pretty normal lady in this movie, and that's the first time we've got to see her be normal since the first movie. She wasn't as bat crap crazy as Halloween Kills, and she wasn't as paranoid as Halloween 2018. Apparently so she's I, been on this like press circuit where she's like crying about how grateful she is to be like a part of this franchise and like losing her fucking mind about how important it is to like society and stuff like yeah especially since the last 30 years she's like embarrassed that she was in any of the films yeah and like total 180 and like just milking the fuck out of it like in like in her press stuff and the last thing i'll say about it as the things i like was that it had a friggin killer soundtrack john carpenter and, and the other dudes who did the score for this movie was awesome it was like super heavy synth kind of industrial uh, and the source music was good i mean we had sebado in a freaking halloween movie uh dead kennedy's um the cramps i thought the cramps was a good callback to texas chainsaw massacre too so I'll, that's a thing i liked and uh we already talked about boy hersher or harsher or whatever and uh johnny goth was on the soundtrack Wait, who's johnny goth Johnny Goth is like this producer artist who looks all gothic and stuff. It's kind of cartoony, but uh, he's kind of like uh, a modern day Trent Reznor. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think he's. I think I don't think he's there yet because he doesn't have a lot of stuff out. But I think he's gonna. He's got some great stuff. I would say within the next few years. Oh, cool. Okay. So, Brandon, I feel like a good counter to that would be like, like expand on like look what money can do. Like give give us that. Give us that. So my biggest gripe about this whole trilogy is that A, it shouldn't exist, but B, um, the fans just going completely bananas being like, it's taking a risk, it's doing something new. But if you're if you keep if everyone's been keeping up with like modern horror and like all these Marvel movies, it's all about like the anti-hero, like who is the monster here? Like we were talking about this last year too. It's like we don't really have like any just like depraved, cruel villains anymore, except for like Terrifier 2, which is a fucking blast. Um I, I wish I wish the the fandom of Halloween to be talking about this a terrifier too i mean it's obviously different but um again it was just like a spoiler alert like the movie was like you know people being pushed to the brink from bullying or being targeted and it was like and then they become the killer and it's like i just feel like we've seen this so many fucking times like the new doctor strange like a lot of modern modern horrors kind of keep doing the same thing so when everyone's like it's doing something new it's like not really it's it's, it's right on brand with the rest of like of hollywood right now uh we're, we're afraid to put true cruel villains in films Granted, Michael Myers just killed, like, a bunch of firefighters and teenagers in the last one, but then it's, like, the whole, like, evil dies tonight, and then, like, you know, Don De- DeVito jumps off the building, and it's, like, who's the real monsters here? It's, like, are we really taking this angle? Like, it's just, like, it's weird to me. Um, I feel like a lot of the characters are underdeveloped again. I just don't – I feel like this, like, this whole this whole trilogy just got out of their hands. They didn't, they didn't know what to do with it. I feel like the ending was just kind of, like – a, a amalgamation or whatever that word is hopefully i pronounced that correctly of just like different ideas and just crammed in there it's like oh yeah let's, we'll put that one in there and yeah we'll do this and i mean i'm, I'm just glad Corey got all of that screen time <laughs> <laughs> i do i do think that um that's a very good point uh about they the movie got away from them from the get-go this trilogy promised a whole bunch of things and every single time they would yeah, go to dude. deliver on it they 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 mess it up people were freaking out when 2018 came out because they're like oh well it's not really a slasher movie okay well then they gave them a slasher movie with halloween kills and it was terrible 
<laughs> you know, like how can you make a slasher movie with this guy killing hundreds of people and it still be terrible? Right. You know? Right. Um, so then they're like, Oh, it's got this new one's taking risk. Like Brandon said, it doesn't take risk. Yeah. This it the only risk that it takes is that it's not like your typical Halloween movie. But even in that, it's like every other horror movie or every other story we've seen in in yeah. cinema. You know? I don't care about people becoming killers because they're bullied. I just don't. No. Yeah. I think Jamie Lee Curtis and Michael Myers should have fucked the last half an hour, and I think that would have been the, like the risk that yeah. should be given. <laughs> uh, one thing I will say, like, I appreciated, like, the goriness of it. Do you know what I mean? Like, when shit happened, like, it was like, you're like, oh, fuck. Like, oh, my God. You know, like, you know, I guess we're already doing spoilers, but like when that kid gets fucking kicked off the balcony, you're like, fuck me. Like, holy shit. I wasn't, you know, like. Oh, yeah. From the very start. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't expecting that. No, honestly, this credit should have rolled right there. That should have been it. Yeah. That's it. That's yeah. how. That's it. That's how. <laughs> I would have given it 10 stars. But like, <laughs> and so I'll segue like into like my last example, but like legit, like they had him strapped to a fucking Subaru Outback. <laughs> with his mask off just driving down the fucking street like what are we doing here oh man like, that was like know? something that a teenager would write yeah yeah, oh, yeah, you know yeah. What I, mean? I mean i was i was like is that a prius and my and Lacey, my wife was like no that's a like an outback and i was like they got michael myers strapped <laughs> to a prius and they're dropping him off at the fucking like meat grinder fucking metal shredder <laughs> thing Oh, well, the you whole know, thing like, with the meat grinder, too. So, like, you're introduced to that meat grinder earlier in the movie, right? Yeah, yeah. Because the kid works there. Right. Okay, but did the filmmakers forget that blocking the doorway to that was a kid with a truck that had its head stomped? <laughs> one yeah. kid was beaten with the wrench, so one guy had his brains blown out or whatever. So did they move all that out of the way to yeah. get the parade to come through there? Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Afraid of like all the victims of people that no one cared about, like like that girl got a flesh and light bulb through her neck and still kicking. Yeah, yeah. And then I liked it, like the what he really needed to take him down was like putting a fridge on his knee. You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck are we doing? You know, that's what's that's finally gonna subdue him. Ah, oh, fuck! I can't move my fucking left leg. There's a fridge on it. You know, like. <laughs> he's like you know? literally picking up firefighters with one hand and he has a, a tiny kitchen knife through his hand and can't can't move yeah like we're like they just nerfed the fuck out of him right at the end like just to throw him in the fucking metal grinder and strap him to a prius they also made everyone super powerful too because that girl the the granddaughter or whatever she's like what 20 something years old but 90 right. pounds yeah she snapped homeboy's arm like it was a toothpick yeah dude like steven seagal style he's yeah. not dead enough and just snaps his arm in half <laughs> yeah don't yeah it's like i appreciated like i guess like a a move like a horror movie with a big budget usually doesn't get like gory gory and like some of that shit, I was like, "Oh fuck!" Like that was that was intense. Like like usually they cut away, you know. Like if the kid, if a kid's falling off the balcony, you like make the implied like noise and then kind of cut, you know, like right before it happens or whatever. And they would like let you see that last like couple frames. You know what I mean? That's the that's like the only redeeming quality of like even this franchise, but like definitely like this movie for me. Uh, Brandon and I was talking before uh, you got here, John. Yeah. Um, we talked some about modern filmmaking or what these guys were trying to do with this movie. And he just said the movie got away from him. Yeah. 
Brandon, as a filmmaker, um, let's say that you have the script for this movie as it is. Yeah. You can't really change a lot. You have the crew. You have everything. What could have fixed this movie with what they had? What would have you have done? Give us a master class. <laughs> I think with, with that script and the character development, I don't think there's anything they could have done. It, it was – I just felt so sloppy – the weird tender moments of Jamie Lee Curtis with the, the the cop guy that no one give a fuck about and the fucking the cherry blossoms like no one cares. Yeah. Like, um, the so weird automatic it. love story between Corey and the daughter. It's just like everything just felt so like unnatural to me. And I think like I think even a good director with that script, I don't know what they could have done. I, I don't know. It's just uh, it was the whole everything about it was a mess. The, the the car full of weird bullies. It just everything just felt so out of place and just nothing like gelled for me. It was just really like just bad. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to know how, why were band kids, the bullies, not jocks, <laughs> but band kids. It was like a little bit. Everybody you had, you had it all in that, in that car full of, <laughs> full of bullies. Yeah. Was, that was, was the weirdest fucking group, by the way. Like <laughs> this is the group that's like accidentally killing people from being too like savage with them. Like, <laughs> yeah, I didn't. Yeah. It's like the group that didn't have a group, and then they became the bully group. Like I don't understand. Like that was fucking weird. There's such a trope too. Like the gang leader, he like talks with like a New Jersey accent for some wild well, reason. Yeah, dude. You know, yeah. it was like the director saying like, "Okay, you're the bully." Like, "Oh, so I talk like a tough guy." Eh? They're like, "Yeah, that's what you do. Perfect action." <laughs> like Jimmy Lee Curtis, like getting bullied around town. It's like no one would do this. Like, yeah. No, well, I I actually like that. Uh, I like that she got bullied because they kind of white trashed Hadfield up a little bit. I like this in theory that the town was a character. They tried to beat this over your head in, Holly, in um, Halloween Kills, oh, yeah. but it sucked. Um, I think they did a better job of that in this movie because, like, even the town just looks more ghetto than yeah. what it looked like in the other film. So I, I think that's how a small town probably would behave. I like that. I just think that it didn't. They didn't. They didn't do it good enough. You know what I'm saying? The do you live in an equivalent good. of Haddonfield out in the suburb or in the sticks of Chicago? Uh, no, I'm a little north of that, but there's a funny <laughs> thing. Um, this is a little side quest here. Uh, people around here have always debated on where exactly Haddonfield is in Illinois. Right. Because you can't go by the first film because they don't say that it says it's Illinois. But I think it's in either Hall uh, Halloween 5 or Halloween 6. You see a map in the police station. Uh -huh. oh. And um, it it, ha it lists like real towns in the far south, far from the suburbs. Like a town called Cole City and a town called Braidwood. Uh -huh. Those are real towns. And those are about maybe 60 miles from Chicago. And Haddonfield is supposed to be in between both oh, of those. Oh, okay. So that's very realistic. Now, with these films, there's one little line that, that Corey says. He tells uh, Allison to, uh, I think it's her name, uh, meet me at the diner by 74. 74. Highway 74 runs through Champaign, Illinois, so that's even further south. Okay. So if this is supposed to take place by Champaign, Illinois, that little ghetto town is completely spot on. That's awesome. <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, so... There's details here, and there's elements. There's a lot of ingredients to make this good, but I think it comes back to the filmmaker himself, like the choices that he made. Um, I'm not a filmmaker. I don't claim to be. Well, I mean, Brandon just said, like, what the fuck are you supposed to do with it? Like, 
you know what i would do in this situation i would have had being that they didn't introduce this kid in the other movies that probably would have been ideal um i would have made him like obsessed with michael myers to begin with and i would have made him but now you're like rewriting the script you told brandon he couldn't rewrite the script (laughs) No, no. I, you can rewrite. You can do rewrites like that. I'm talking about you can't change elements. Like, oh, well, you know right, what I'm saying. All right. I would. I would have. I think if they would have made him obsessed with Michael Myers, it would have made more sense that he was trying to seek him out, and then he was Maybe. just imitating Mike Michael Myers. I think that would have been. But that was the whole thing. Is he got like pushed to the edge and then like adopted that? Like, if you have him obsessed with it at the beginning of the movie, it just kind of like, you know. Well, they kind of toy with the idea that everybody has darkness in them, and it's just what we do. Well, yeah, but then, you know, he met Homeboy in the sewer, and that's what really, you know, blossomed him. (laughs) I just, I I think there's a probably, I think there's a good movie here somewhere, but I think that the the filmmakers just really botched the whole idea. Brandon, is there a good movie? Like, if you could cut this and, like, add, like, five minutes or four minutes or, like. I think the only way you can make any of these into a good movie is just sticking with, like, everyone's trying to do this, like, elevated horror, smart horror. Like, I think just keeping it plain and simple. Um, so even like, like traditional slasher situation? Yeah. Like, I, as much as I like Terrifier 2, like, my biggest gripe with it is, like, he listened to fans and was like, the first movie was, like, too simple. There's nothing there. And then he tried to add all this other stuff to the new one, which I give him credit for doing, but I think it made the movie, like, really discombobulated and confusing. Where it's like, just make a fucking good old school slasher. Like, they do well. Just make it gory. I think with this whole Halloween thing, I think go Halloween's big on the aesthetics. Like, the Rob Zombie movies look really good. Make a yeah. really, like, colorful, like, October time of year kind of feel and vibe and just make it gross and crazy. Um, yeah. I don't know. I feel I feel like Friday 13th. Just, like, like, lean into shit. Lean into shit. Than, yeah. Yeah. Like it's just it just seems like it's just they're trying to like make it something it's not. I'm like they're they're grasping at straws and like and the fan base is just so these like franchise fan bases are so rabid that like they don't hold yeah. any of these directors to a higher standard. It's like oh no, it's like Michael Myers or Freddy Krueger, and it's, we have to love it. But like weirdly enough, everyone hated the Friday the Thir- the uh, Never Umshu remake, which um is not that good. But like these Halloween ones are just as bad, and people are just fucking dying on these hills. And I'm like, it's not good. Like it really yeah. is like. Demand better. Like this should have been placed in the hands of someone that could have done something great with it. And I, I think it's such a fucking like blatant cash grab. Like I don't know. Yeah, it's crazy. Like as we were talking, like just pulled up numbers, and it's like the first one of a like trilogy will hit, and it makes like good money. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then like as they continue to come out, people are like, "What the fuck? Like this isn't what I want." And so less and less people like are excited to go or like go to the theater to see them. Yeah, you know where it's like that's how I was. The first Halloween came out. I granted this before the pandemic and all that shit, mm-hmm. but I was like, me and Lace were like, we were fuck. We bought fucking tickets. We were there. We were like, fuck yeah, this is gonna be dope. And like it ended, and I was like, what'd you think? And she's like, yeah, it was good. And I was like, I guess, like, all right, I'm okay with it, you know. And then like the second one came out, and I was like, yeah, fuck, I, I ugh, <laughs> you know. And then when the third one came out, I was like, well, I, I have to finish it. Like I don't right. want to, you know. Like I'm not. I'm not going to lose my mind. I'm nor am I really super excited. I just want to like knock this out because I yeah. need to like see how it ends, you know, or whatever. I think that the, like Brandon said, I think the, the fans of these movies are just terrible. Here I go again with against fandoms again, but yeah, look at you. It's, yeah. Look at me. Um, <laughs> they always, 
they get what they want, and then when they don't get what they want, they're still making excuses for it. Like, no. everyone hates the Rob Zombie movies. I'm part of that camp. I hate that camp, too. But what what about this movie was much better than the Rob Zombie movies? Like like I was saying earlier, yeah. th- there's a whole bunch of things I hate about those movies and things that I, I like about them. And that's the same freaking thing I go with this movie. I like Jamie Lee Curtis in this movie. I like the town as a, as a character. I mean, even the Corey Cunningham was okay. I think he should have been a copycat killer other than being possessed by him. These are all things that could have been fixed it's just with a good filmmaker. And I think the same goes for Rob Zombie. He did a whole bunch of am- ambitious things with those movies. It, the landings just didn't stick. It yeah. wasn't because he was a terrible... Um, he had terrible ingredients. He had the money. He had all this stuff. It's just that I think that he got too wrapped up in style that the film suffered for it. And I think the same goes for this movie. Like, how much so- you're allowed to like change script? Do you know what I mean? Like, are you allowed? Like, I don't even know how that industry works. Like, are you allowed to like riff on shit? Or like, if you get a script, you gotta fucking stick to the fucking script. Like, does anyone know, Brandon? Do you have any insight there? Like. I, I do know that like scripts go through a ton of fucking like yeah tons of reasons, different like people right? look at them yeah and yeah. I know like producers wreak havoc on scripts um they they want to make money as much as they can and they will I, I feel like a lot of like especially a lot of modern horror films I felt like were very restrained like I I didn't like X at all um but I felt like I think Ty West didn't get to make the movie he wanted to make I I feel like knowing him and his his work and just how he is like I think that movie would have been a fucking gnarly sexual gore fest and uh, just you, you can just see like hollywood's claws in it if that was very like safe like they try to make it like the ending is gonna shock you and it's like really not that shocking you're like okay and the gore was like okay like the plot yeah. is okay um yeah. same with barbarian i felt the same way i felt like if hollywood didn't have his claws in that movie i think it would have been a lot gnarlier um it just felt really safe and restrained um i think they were trying to push a political message on a really weird vehicle for that message which I, I don't mind politics and horror at all, but like I think sometimes you have to like let horror be like weird escapism. Um, yeah, no shit, right? Yeah, just let it fucking be like fun, like just yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, yeah, it's it's hard. It's tough to say. I just, I just wish like um, that's why like I wish people were like more amped on the new Terrifier because like that's an, an indie film that got in the theaters. It made so much money. It got put in there for another couple weekends, and it's it's disgusting. It's fun. Um, it feels like this time of year, it's like at that like trick or treat kind of feel to it. Like, it's just, yeah, it's just really, it was really fun. Like it was really just like dumb fun. And like, there's zero messages in that movie. It's just disgusting. It, it's Yeah. I, just, I, yeah. And um, I mean, it's fine. If you want to put a message in a movie, like do go ahead and do it. Like I, I love that stuff, but I feel sometimes with slashers, we got to kind of like let this, let some escapism happen. Like, let's make this like a, what it is. It's, it's a serial killer. It's someone being killing people in gross ways. And in different scenarios with different weapons and that's the fun part of it and we're not really getting yeah. that anymore now we're getting like like the the eight the a24 like version of everything yeah i think um with halloween kills the one that came out last year the slasher elements of that movie was awesome yeah like michael myers is J- basically jason Voorhees. that was yeah. great yeah. um that give like right from the start that movie give you what you was kind of expecting you're like, okay, I see what they're doing. But as soon as they tried to give you a message, it was so obvious that the message was so ham-fisted. Like, you can tell these dudes are sitting around like, how can we get a message here? 
how can we make them that the town is the monster? You know, yeah. it was it wasn't yeah. organic. Yeah. And there's a, See, uh, that's why I love Rob Zombie's H two. Like, it's just like there's I, I get that the plot's just the dumbest fucking thing ever. Like, I <laughs> yeah. totally understand that. But I'm not going to fucking it. argue for that. But yeah. like, it's just grainy and it's dirty and like it's just him wandering around fucking shit up. You yep. know what I mean? Like just yep. being as brutal as he possibly can. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's why I like it. Cause like, I don't, it's kind of going back to like what Brandon just said. Like, I just want to watch like some fucking crazy person fuck shit up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like different weapons, different kill styles, like, you know, and it's like, I don't really give a fuck about the plot. Like, sure. Give me something to follow or something to like grasp onto. But like, you could just make like a two hour, like, highlight video of michael myers fucking people might be like this is great this is the best halloween movie i've ever seen you know <laughs> like yeah. they go wrong with their, there's an awareness about this movie and actually all three of these there's an awareness the awareness i mean is that the fans going to see these halloween movies they want to see michael and laurie fight but the tensions there not from the story not from whatever is is she gonna die or not well but it's the not the character in the story it's as a movie as a whole so it's kind of like um the very the original halloween uh it's scary because those are normal girls that he's killing like babysitters or whatever but that's like a thriller movie you know what I right mean? okay yeah. but see that's where the tension comes in right, right the tension's right. not like are we going to see Jamie Lee Curtis finally die after 40 years yeah you know so i feel like they they kind of undercut the whole trilogy right there the The, whole time that she's on screen with michael is like well is this how she's gonna get it well then if (laughs) if you're thinking like that then there's no that's zero tension right right but when you see michael myers killing the people that we don't know then that was legitimately scary because these people could escape or they could meet their end very very violently yeah 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 but with this with halloween kills too again like you said like i think like when he's stalking the neighborhood, all that footage looks great. That could have been really fun. I think they just should have stuck like right with that. I would have ditched those corny ass flashbacks. I thought that kind of took away from the movie. And then that the whole evil dies tonight thing was so like atrocious. Yeah. Yeah. Directly on the nose. So Uh, bad. So bad. (laughs) Like that, that ending of that movie, like, look, like horror movies are notorious for having terrible endings, right? Oh yeah. Like it's just, you know, that's just how it is. It's a rite of passage. <laughs> it is. And that's fine. And like, I've come to expect that, you know, like I have a level of like optimism that is very fucking low. Right. Yeah. And like when it somehow surpasses my low, I'm just like, <laughs> what the fuck? Like I couldn't even, if I was sitting in a room with like three other people, five other writers, seven, and this is what we all agreed on. I'd be like, no fucking way. Like, we are not ending the movie like this. Like, there's yeah. no fucking way. Like, this is not how we're going to do this. Like, yeah. And I'd probably get fired, and that's probably why I just agree to it so I could get paid, but I don't fucking know. Like, it's just a tr- Like, I was, I was like, mouth. I was like, what am I fucking watching? Like, yeah. what? The- they got this man strapped to a fucking car, and they're just going to throw him in the fucking dumpster, basically? Like, what are we doing? Yeah. Like, it's been the and his mask is off, like that just ruined everything. You know, like I, another thing with these Hollywood movies, like Brandon said, that you can tell that Hollywood has their claws. They surround themselves with people they can't fire. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. Like 
like these Halloween, this Halloween trilogy, this wasn't a Hollywood committee movie. This was like a gang committee. Like if this was like someone delivered a script and they hired a director to shoot that script, then there would have been a lot of changes and someone would have said, Hey, this sucks. But these were like three or four friends who write and direct. So they're all, their hands are in it as during the entire development. And you can tell that they're just not fit for that job. No. You know, yeah. if I wrote a script for this movie and it somehow by the grace of God got greenlit by the time it would get to that director's hands, it'd already been like 25 rewrites. And oh yeah. yeah that's what Brandon was just saying. Like Bentley right. scripts just get fucking tortured. And they the the name off it too. You could write 90% of that script. And if they make any changes, they can yank your name right off of it. It's, it's crazy how it works. It's, it's yeah, so it's fucking insane. Dude. It's gross. Yeah. That's <laughs> insane. So, so I think that this movie and a lot of uh, bigger budget horror movies are kind of, um, saving themselves from that trouble by surrounding themselves with people that are unfireable. Yeah. I can see that. And, that, and okay. I think that's why they okay. kind of suck. Cause a real filmmaker would have said, dude, this sucks. We can't tie him to a Subaru outback and take him to a dumpster. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is what I would have wrote as a 14 year old. Do you think John Carpenter actually watched any of these? I don't know. I don't think he did. Didn't he make a new track for this one? Didn't he like sound? He did the or score. He released a, okay. So he like the only time he okay. saw it. Yeah, no shit. He's like half paying attention to it, fucking texting to someone, like fucking. <laughs> oh yeah, he's like, uh, he's like swimming in a big thing, like a big vault of gold coins. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like Scrooge McDuck. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Yes. <laughs> well, he, well, if or or he could have had his hands in it because this movie is almost, if you take Michael Myers out of it, it's almost a remake of his version of Stephen King's Christine. Ugh. Oh. Look, dude, if he signed off on this after like not being a part of like the majority of the fucking franchise for the most part. No, like... no. I'm thinking because listen, you remember Christine, right? Yeah. Yeah, of course. I've seen Christine. Okay, yeah, the kid get, gets the car, yeah. it gives yeah. him strength, the car rebuilds itself. Yeah, it's like that obsessed. fucking weird addiction show where that dude fucked his fucking red Camry. <laughs> yes. <whatever>. Okay. okay. <laughs> Think about this. It's the, it's the same freaking story for Halloween ends. And even the kid don't do his that to me. I don't want to listen. Go down listen, his That's name is Cunningham. That's the same name as the kid from oh, Christine. No. Dude. I don't have time for this right now. <laughs> this writer, this the, whoever wrote this movie, this director is like, dude, we got Carpenter. We got Carpenter on board. So let's write a love letter to Carpenter. Oh my God. Should we maybe like talk about shit that's good instead since yeah. we're doing like the Halloween episode? Like Do maybe it. recommend some fucking decent horror movies instead of let's give some alternatives this. to this to yes, Halloween. There we go. There we go. Brandon. Yeah. You got the floor. Give Yeah, no I, shit. We could like Coop and I don't need to fucking talk. We'll just listen yeah, to you and yeah. take fucking notes, basically. Well so far this I think this year has been been rough like last year for horror, I'm not gonna lie. I uh Especially the Hollywood stuff, it, it, it's just tiring. It's like safe, like sexless, goreless, radar films that I, I don't know where what we're doing. All antiheroes, but my my list for what came out this year that I enjoy isn't that long. So uh, um, I really liked that movie Hellbender that the Mick Adams family did. Who are also like fantastic people. It's a family that live up in New York, upstate New York, and they make their own horror movies like on their property. 
Um, Hellbender is like super witchy. It's just it's like it's just a da- the daughter mom made the film, and it's it's so good. It's like visually gorgeous, super fun. Um, I'm excited for the projects that they're working on. I feel like they're always up to something, so they they've been really killing it. And again, like if you're an opportunity to get them on your show or interview them, they're they're just fucking awesome. I'm um, totally fucking taking notes as you're saying. Yeah, yeah. You gotta fucking add this to the list. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, I've ever seen either. It's really it's it's odd. It's this it's like a standalone. It's very weird. It's it's great though. Cool, um, cool, cool. Again, Terrifier too. Uh, I think Damian Leone is is just doing great. I mean, he does the special effects and directs it, so I think that's a really cool combination to have. Um, do I like the first one better? I do, but I do like he's trying to expand the mythology of what he's doing. I wish it was just more clear in the film, but like um, again, he's it's it's a wild, crazy gore fest that feels like this time of year. It's just really, really fun. Um, if you get if you can see it in the theaters, I recommend it. I had a blast with that. Um, uh, Mad God, that movie that that guy that worked on Star Wars in the 80s, he spent 30 years making this um, stop motion animation called Mad God. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Looks, I'm writing that down. It looks like those tool music videos from back in the day. Just, <laughs> oh, yeah, like yeah. the clay, weird claymation shit. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay, okay. It's surreal. It's it's dark. It's gross. It's it's pretty wild. Holy shit, it totally does. Like, I just pulled up a preview as you were saying it. Like, it looks like the fucking sober music video. Or whatever. Oh, no. Oh, it does. <laughs> Uh, I, I really liked um speaking of a24 i liked bodies 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 um i thought that movie was super fucking fun um it was i it's I, I don't know why it's not getting talked about as much as these other movies i think it's um it's 20 times smarter than half the films that came out this year um it's, it's just a lot of fun uh great commentary on gen z but written well i feel like every time like people try to make that stuff funny it just sounds like like old boomers and it's just like like corny ass like avocado toast jokes for sure <laughs> um, incantation on on netflix super fun it's um i believe it's thai it's like thai or korean um it's like a found footage it's really long but um stick with it it's a slow burn it's it's really good that movie was just pretty wild to watch too um oh, uh, dead stream is really fun that's on uh, on shutter as well um it's a husband and wife uh, film team and it's a found footage one and it's like a like combination of like evil dead meets like oh god i don't even know like kind of nothing like it it's all this like super obnoxious like youtube blogger that uh does stupid like these stupid videos of him just doing stupid shit as these people do um he stays in a haunted house and it's uh it gets wild it's fun it's just like slimy gross and stupid um yeah i I recommend that one too (laughs) cool yeah, so I just like booked out my like next like seven nights <laughs> or six. Brandon made a Brandon made a really good point earlier um, that I think that they they kill all these movies, no pun intended, <laughs> by putting too many messages in them. Yeah, um, it kind of comes back to the whole Halloween month. We all watch scary movies. Us three sitting here, we watch scary movies year round. Halloween's no different than any other time. But for the masses, if that's the way, if that's the people they're trying to reach, then they don't need messages. Yeah. You know, I didn't like I didn't like Terrifier. I thought that was like a very mean spirited, (laughs) you know, thing, but it was fun because that's what I don't watch. If, if I was a normal person, (laughs) I didn't watch scary (laughs) movies year round. That would be the kind of movie that I would want to watch around Halloween time. So are you saying like, like, like most like people, like, let's just say like people that went to the theater with no expectation about Halloween, like, are we, cause Brandon was kind of like alluding to this too. Like, do people just want to go and just watch like people like Michael Myers, like fuck someone up for like, or fuck people up for like two hours? 
I think I think they don't know. I don't think they know what they want because they said. So the what? Same so thing do with... you think if we gave them that movie that like everyone would be happy? Because I feel like they'd be like it's too violent or some there, there was, someone would fucking say something, right? It comes back. It comes back to X, and we said this on our little episode that we made. Right. X X is for is for was for people who know that Texas Chainsaw Massacre is an important movie but have never watched it. That ah, yeah okay yeah you yeah. know what I mean. Yeah. So like. That's the, not the kind of movie that's made for the masses, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I mean, everybody's right. seen it by now. Yeah. But that movie's too intense, it's too ugly, it's too scary for my mom to go watch. <laughs> but now, if <laughs> if, if your mo- mothers would go watch X, they would say, oh, that was scary, but there was a really good story to that. It was about, you know, but that's not what we watch scary movies for. We can right. watch that with every other movie that comes out all year Like, round. do you guys know people that care about the plot? Like I kind of care. Like, give me some like continuity, but like I don't, yeah. I don't know. Like, give me just the small. Like, it like it's almost like porn. Like, just give me a small script to where I can kind of like understand what's going on, and then just give me the fucking like real good shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it depends like what kind of horror you're watching. Like in the slasher world, I I'm more with you on that. Like, I think like. It's funny to me, like, we don't really have politics and music anymore in mainstream music. It's just, like, right. mainstream music is just dumb as fuck now. Not the, not, like, not in a bad way. It's just, it's just pop at all times. Like, I mean, right. like now in film, just, like, every single movie is, like, it, it's just some sort of, like, message, which is fine. It's always been like that in horror. But I feel it's the art of, like, keeping it subtle and making you think is now it's, like, hey, audience, you get it? And, like, they break the fourth wall and it's, like, yeah, yeah. and it's, like, oh, no, we yeah. fucking get it. Like, Uh, it's just so fucking obnoxious like is this really the vehicle for like i I don't know it's just yeah to like get across like some social message like i'm here to fucking watch like brutality i don't give a fuck about like you know whatever the fuck else we're talking about you know and there's definitely some slashers that like i think like the the idea of kids getting bullied and getting revenge in slasher films has been around forever that's nothing yeah that's fine that seems fine yeah Yeah. Yeah. since movies existed yeah yeah and like there's a lot of revenge genres are giving you that same message and like i mean i'm I'm not i'm not a big fan of the rape revenge genres but you have yeah that, you have bullying you have like you know these movies kind of highlight misogyny and highlight some of them homophobia some of them like just racism and like right. uh, all kinds of stuff so i mean we kind of we kind of have seen this message in slashers since like the fucking like 60s 70s on like yeah so why we're still doing it is i don't know <laughs> yeah i mean i don't know that, that like as you say that like it makes me not want to lose that, you know, because that's maybe what people are like expecting. But like, and then it makes me feel like privileged that I'm just like, I don't give a fuck about the message. Just throw me, throw me some fucking blood and guts. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. <laughs> but those movies, they had a good balance of it before. You yeah, know? like the balance is gone now. Balance, is or gone. is it that you're sick of it? Uh, that too, but it's, we're sick of it because there's no balance. I mean, yeah. like, it's like look at Candyman that came out last year. Um, I didn't even watch that. Like I was like I I don't I, like I didn't even like the original the original I, three I I love the original one but uh, the original one had commentary and all that stuff into it and this yeah. new one does too but like it's so overboard and it's so directly on the nose like yeah. it's a beautifully shot film it looks cool and it's well acted yeah. and all that stuff but it's it doesn't hold a candle to the original because the original had all the same stuff but it was a good movie. 
Yeah, like the, the, all the plot points, everyone's like, you just don't get the story. It's like, no, the original Candyman gives tells you all these stories. The same thing about gentrification, the same thing about like police, like not giving a fuck about black communities. Like all these messages are there and it's done in such a like a perfect way. Like it's not distracting the film, but you're picking up on it. You're like, oh yeah, like this is a thing that happens. New Candyman was almost like a comic book movie by the end. I was just like, is this, this is an action film now? Like what, like what's happening? Like, I, I know that it just like, it lost me. Even aside from like the social commentary, the plot made didn't make a lot of sense either. There's a lot of like things that branched off the story, but then they never like revisited it. That I was just like, wait, what? What is happening? I'm, it's very confusing. Yeah, I just yeah, just can you just chill with the social commentary? You know, like yeah. or just be better at it. Be better Make at a it. good movie. I think I think just be better at it. Like I, I I'm it's fine if it's there, but again, like I, I'm just doing this like breaking the fourth wall, like nudging the audience. It's like if if you have to like get spoon fed that hard and then i don't know if like like messages and movies are for you and i don't know <laughs> yeah what if they just went like super hard on the social commentary and like you know you have like a fucking killer that just like basically picks out like some other fucking someone that hates that group of people and they just kill the entire people there we go <laughs> yeah. see there yeah. we go you know are you yeah, like so- it looked like a movie like Nightbreed, like the social commentary is just blaring in your face, but it's subtle. It's like the whole movie is social commentary. It's like very obvious, like what Clive Barker's talking about. Yeah. But like, it's it just, it's done in such a smart way where the, the plot just keeps going and it's, you're, you're along for the ride instead of like, Hey, wait right there. We're going to, I'm going to, I'm going to mom you guys and tell you about what's happening right mom now. You guys. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, look back at the, the George A. Romero's Night of the Living Dead, the granddaddy of all zombie movies. Yeah. That movie is chock full of social commentary and not, and it's still relevant today. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. it never dumbs, it never dumbs it down. It doesn't beat it over your head. You come to those conclusions. It you know the character of Ben doesn't stop and look at the screen and say, "See, this is what happens because I'm a black man, and this yeah. is what they're doing to black communities." No, you see it and you draw your own conclusion, you know, and it's there. It's there, written and and you know you you see it, but it's not treating the audience like they're stupid. Did you guys watch Barbarian? Yeah. Nope. That was another one, man. They like that that fucking second act sucked me right the fuck out of that movie i, I couldn't do it anymore i don't know what the fuck they were thinking it, it's like and they're they're putting social commentary there that didn't really make sense it's like there's a story there about like what happened to detroit which i thought they were gonna get into i was like oh we're gonna talk about what happened to detroit i thought that was gonna be like the focus of this story and it switches to I don't know, you haven't seen it yet but it just it it goes awry really quick and i'm like what the fuck are we doing here it just gets worse and worse. And the third act comes and I was just like, this is such a missed opportunity and such a mess. Like messy, messy, messy mess. Yeah, as the movie goes on, like it starts out with promise, but as it yeah. goes on, it's slowly unwinding. And the, by the time it ends, you're like, Good lord, man. Did I why how did I make it through this entire thing? Because like Long's character already has a built-in audience that we hate. Not him, not him as an actor, but like that character. It's like rapey bro asshole, like rich kid actor, and like automatically you're gonna hate this character no matter what. Like within within 15 seconds you hate him, and like that just steals the show from like the, the crazy plot that's actually happening in this Airbnb rental. And I'm like, why would you? Uh, I don't know. Dude, I haven't been able to look look at him the same since the Walrus movie or Tusk oh, yeah. or whatever. Like every time I see him, I'm like, oh fuck, that, that man's a walrus. Like, 
Like everything, it's it's burned into my head. Is there anyone <laughs> in in the genre who has worse luck than the characters that Justin Long plays? Oh no. yeah, no shit, <laughs> no shit. <laughs> <laughs> if you see him in a movie, you're like, dude, this is gonna suck for this guy. <laughs> yep, yep, it's just gonna get destroyed. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's been in a lot of really good movies. I I like Drag Me to Hell a lot. That was that was great. Yeah. I forgot how good that movie was. Like, it's obviously, like, kind of obnoxious and, like, you know, Sam Raimi on fucking tilt, right? But yeah, like, yeah. Like, I put that on just for, like, the half hour before I was going to bed and just, like, watched <laughs> the beginning of it. And I was like, damn, like, this movie, like, I remember seeing this movie in the theaters and just being like, fuck, this movie's great. Like, so totally good. just locked in. Yeah. Another good example of uh, social commentary not beating you over the head. Like, <laughs> yeah. There's a lot being said in there about like gentrification too. It's like it's all right there, yeah. and it's done yeah. artfully, and it's great. <laughs> yeah, and it kind of has like you know his like slapstick a little bit vibe <laughs> to it. You know, like... I I remember when I saw that movie in the theater, the part where the goat talks. Yeah, <laughs> I like I lost my mind when I saw that. That was yeah. like the most hilarious thing, but it still didn't take me out of the scene because it's yeah. so. Sam Raimi that like yeah this doesn't shock me but it's amazing yeah, I mean that's the thing is he'll throw just like one little like di- like line of dialogue or just something in the middle of like the most intense fight or just whatever and you're like wait okay cool never mind I'm having fun again like you know like <laughs> like the always weird slapstick like like some more times too it's like something intense and crazy is happening this is something completely absurd and disgusting like in a funny way like he's he's great at that yeah yeah. I mean, that's like I fucking. I just forgot how good that movie was. When uh, I, I I think that's the movie that I think uh, gets better with age too. Because I yeah. remember when that movie came out, people like kind of dissed it. They're like, "Oh, it's PG thirteen. It's not." Sam Isn't that kind of weird that like the Allison Loman like actress just like dropped off the face of the earth like kind of after that? Oh yeah, I never thought about that. Yeah, she's yeah, like she that was like one of her last movies, and then like. Nothing. I think she's done like random TV stuff since then. But like, yeah. Just just aside, just aside. Not like because she was in a couple of things with like Nick Cage and like like that slow trajectory of like as you see like a young actress or whatever. And then like she hit that movie and like something fucking happened and she was just like, I'm not fucking doing this. Anymore. <laughs> um, really, really quick, Brandon. Do you think that um, as a filmmaker uh, and who does a lot of things gorilla style and very very indie um do you think that the the hollywood unknowns do you think that's what's missing in a lot of horror movies now like uh, john just brought up drag me to hell and how that the lady in that film just kind of dropped off and went nowhere yeah uh if i was gonna watch that movie now i wouldn't know that she was an anybody i would just say like oh that's just that girl from that movie um when i watch films where i don't recognize she was in flicker coop I know, but I'm just saying, like, if I was like... Who was in White Oleander, okay? If I was like 15 years old and watched that movie, I wouldn't wouldn't know who she is. Um, But when I watch movies where I don't know any of the the actors, I like the movie better. I care for the story more because I'm not looking at a celebrity. Yeah. Um, Do you think any of these modern mainstream Hollywood horror movies would be better if they were filled with more unknown actors? I think so. I think they're kind of getting like that. Um, Hollywood is just, is uh, it's just ran on logarithms. Like what's going to make me the most money, which actors are the most profitable, especially overseas. So and they, again, they, they typecast them in these roles. And it's like, you see these actors and it's just like, you know exactly what they're going to be doing. It's just getting old. 
I feel like you don't really have actors taking risks in, with roles anymore, or maybe they're just not allowed to anymore because like they'll make them lose money. I mean, yeah, like like you know, like Gary Oldman and Kathy Bates, those kind of people are not those kind of actors aren't really around anymore. Christian Bale is now just playing the same fucking character all the time. It's like he used to be yeah. like dynamic too. Um, problem with Hollywood too, I just think it's like there's so much nepotism, and it's it's all about like who sells, who sells. They don't give a fuck about any of their artistic integrity anymore at all. Um, right. It's 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 shocking to me when something comes out that's like Hollywood based that's actually like just thoughtful and well done. It's just so rare, um, and I, I I wish the fans would like kind of call them out on this shit more because it's just kind of depressing. Did yeah. you see uh, Did you see Men from A twenty four? No, I didn't see that one yet. Um, yeah, I saw that one in the theater, and um, that movie had a whole bunch of people into it I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know any of the actors in that film, so I was more invested in it. Yeah. Um, but then like, I can't spoil it cause you guys yeah. haven't watched it obviously, but they hit the social commentary in your forehead with the sledgehammer. Yeah. But at the time it's over, but it tricked me because I was invested because I didn't know the actors. Yeah. Oh, so you had, so you had like, went in with like no expectations and yeah. like, no expectations or whatever. Like they typecast these people. It's kind of like that, um, the girl that was in X and she was in scream. Oh yeah. I can't think yeah. of the girl's yeah. name. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like when I see her into a movie, I know she's gonna scream really, really loud. Yeah, right. Like you know what I'm saying? Like she's gonna die. <laughs> right, <laughs> you know? right, right, right. Yeah. So like even someone who has the audacity to be in all these horror movies, it's they're ruined because of that. Yeah, I mean that's the thing that, that I sometimes think about is like you'll kind of like fall in love with some characters like in horror movies. At least I will. Like and like. I'm like, oh fuck! Like they're really good in this movie. That probably means they're not going to get, that not going to be like real actors. You know what I mean? Like they're just yeah. going to become like fucking horror movie actresses, actors. You know what I mean? Like that used to be cool, but now it's not. I, I would just, I don't like. I'm not an actor, but like you know, you have dreams of your career, and it's like you hit it off in this horror movie, and then you get fucking typecast, and that would fucking suck. Like that. Yeah. I don't know. I, and I haven't lived that life, and you guys have probably talked to more people that have like been in that situation. But like, I don't know. And it's like you get that cult following; everyone loves you. Yeah, you go to every Comic Con and like make whatever how much money they make you to like sign the fucking pictures. But like, it still kind of sucks. You know what I mean? I unless know. you're Justin Long. Yeah. yeah, unless you're Justin Long, then you're just randomly in everything because <laughs> you're fucking die fast, so no one has to put up with you. <laughs> You're, you're you're around for production for like two months and then they send you home because they yeah. fucking killed you off. He, he, tells his, he tells his agent, like, is there anything where I can get like a really bad deal? Look, I don't really want to be on set more than six weeks. Like, come on. Can you, like, can you just turn me into a walrus or I can go home? Brandon, would you put Justin Long in one of your movies? Yeah, I think he's, I think he's a good actor. I'd do it. <laughs> While we got you here uh, to close this out, tell us about your 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 film that you're working on, Brandon. Yeah, yeah. I was just about uh, to ask. Uh, new one's called Saint Drogo. It's uh, very different than um, than Death Drop. It's like a, a like a slow burn, like folk horror kind of thing. Um, yeah. So I'm curious how audiences are going to take that. It's really not funny at all. It's like pretty pretty dark. Um, but we're hoping to have it out. But like April is the goal. Um, Salem Horror Fest is doing a folk horror theme this year. And um, okay. K, K moved it to April because October doing a film fest in Salem is just impossible. It's just complete like mayhem down there. Um, so yeah. April is going to be when the, the new Salem Horror Fest is going to happen. Um, but it's, it's one of my favorite movie fests in the, in the country. Um, so I think um, 
we're trying to gear up gear up for that one if we can get it done in time. Um, I don't I don't know if that'll actually happen. Uh, we have just a couple more scenes to shoot in uh, next month in December, and then we're done done shooting. Um, it's pretty much all edited except for the, like a couple things, but um, we're hoping to to get that rolling soon. Hell yeah! Yeah, that you really think you're gonna be done by April? We're we're hoping we're, we're it just needs to get scored and edited and just um all like the sound uh, correcting stuff. Um, yeah. principles, like you don't have to be a hundred percent done with everything to everything to submit your movie. So we're hoping to get like as close to like a final cut as we can. Um, yeah. Try to get into the um, premiere at Salem Horror Fest if possible. But um, that, that's the that's the that's the plan. <laughs> so so without like giving shit away, obviously, like how has this one been different from the first one? You know so, what I mean? Like yeah. So the first like one, resources had, wise, like all that shit, money, resources, like all that shit, like. So this one's been different because, like, it's our last one was just like we didn't know what we were doing and we just like took a swing and, and did it. We learned a lot, so we, yeah. we like streamlined the fuck out of the script. We tried to like keep it as like you know succinct as possible. Um, it was also our COVID project too, so like um, we wanted yeah. to get something done during COVID. So we yeah. found a good chunk of this in the winter time outside in the Cape, like in P-Town and Truro, like out in the winter. Um, it was a really cold shoot. We had like a crew of like five to six people. Um, and yeah. now that COVID's over, we've, we've had, we have more crew helping us out with stuff now too. Um, just for like yeah. some of the, the later scenes that we've been shooting. Um, but yeah, I think like um, we, we have a, an actual cameraman this time that like um, our, our friend Kevin, who's been, he scored a good chunk of our last one. He's um He's a photographer and um, does film too. So the movie yeah. looks a lot better. We have like a way better camera. Um, I think it's just, it'll, it'll like aesthetically, it's going to look a lot different in a good way. It's going to look a lot more professional. Um, so yeah, we'll, it's, we'll see. I'm curious to see how it's going to turn out. <laughs> so have you had like more people gravitate towards you like for production and stuff since like the first one? Yeah. Yeah. We've had like, we get a lot of actors reaching out from all over that like want to like act in movies. And it's like, it's kind of like when you're like starting a band, like I do vocals, it's like, you're like 800 vocalists, like messaging. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We can get yeah, the actors. Yeah. That's not the problem. But like for, for other production stuff, we've had some, um, some people do lighting reach out, um, just like some random, like um, odd job stuff that like, if we had a budget, we'd, we'd gladly put these people on board, but like it's so low yeah. budget. Like me and Mike are, my roommate doesn't death drop. Like we're like the main characters. Obviously we don't have to pay ourselves and um, right. we're trying to keep it as like cheap as possible. So um, we, right. well, it's, it's, it was, uh, it's, it's been fun. It's a good learning experience. Yeah. So what do you have like the next one planned? Or are you just like concentrating on like finishing this? Up? Oh yeah. We like, one of the main reasons we, we kind of banged out the second one is like just talking to friends that like actually like make movies like are the real deal. We're just saying like, you want to have as much gambling chips on the table as possible to, to ask finances for money and producers for money. Um, yeah. So like try to get like a second movie out if you can. And so that's what we're working on now. But we have a third script that's um going to be really fun. That one's kind of back to like dark comedy horror, but like um it'll be a mixture of like this one and like our first one, like the new one's about, um, like the mafia and a, a giant Lovecraftian monster during the Providence warehouse, like noise rock scene in the early thousands. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Fuck yeah. That's so good. That's oh, yeah, so man. good. <laughs> it's all done. Screenplay is done. Script's done. Uh, we just, we want to make it so bad. That's like our, that's like our main, our main baby right now. We just want to like get okay. out there. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's like, and plus like now that like all the warehouses are getting all gentrified out, we have to film quick. Cause like we have some spaces that are still like from the, early thousands were doing those shows. We want to film like in the original places they're doing some of that yeah, stuff. Yeah, for sure. Get the right aesthetic or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So it'll be like a green room meets like um, Little Shop of Horrors kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> that oh, sounds man. fucking dope. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm stoked for the, the one that's about to be done. Right. But like oh, I'm already you. waiting for the third one. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon is a 
filmmaker. It's not run by an algorithm. You know, his <laughs> small crew. That, he hasn't got those like, Hollywood claws at him just yet. He has just no, yet. No, no Hollywood claws. Um, but it's, I, I made this point the last time he was on here, but you people need, really need to get out there and support people like Brandon and the films that they're making because these are like, these are the films that people like Toby Hooper made. You know, these aren't Steven Spielberg movies. These aren't Scream. This isn't I Know What You Did Last Summer. These are legit, you know, micro-budget films made by filmmakers who are passionate about a story, yeah. passionate about filmmaking, uh, not passionate about catering to an algorithm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, There's some wild so, stuff out there, too. There's, like, so much awesome indie shit going on. It's just, like, it's so hard for those movies to get, like, a leg up and, like, on the, on social media unless you're paying a bunch of money for a publicist there's new uh, movie festivals or if you're looking for just like new underground low budget indie stuff that's telling doing some cool shit just keep an eye on the festivals yeah uh is there any way that we, that uh, people listening to this can support you in any kind of way to help me get this film finished yeah if you go to um uh indie indiegogo and type in saint drogo like a s-a-i-n-t not like the the um shortened version um, it should, you'll see like our, our crowdsource thing up there. Um, you can, you can donate through there. Um, or if, if you message, like message me or message any of like our, our movie social medias, we can send you the links and stuff too. Yeah. Or just hit me up. I'll give you my cash app and I'll pass Brandon the 30 bucks. That, it, oh yeah. That. <laughs> I'll, I'll like flash my nips or whatever. It's fine. <laughs> well, well, I'll put a link. I'll put a link to, uh, the, the crowdfunding into the, into this article, that this will be on and i i really hope that people who enjoy listening to this will will consider donating or supporting in some way because we need we need brandon to continue doing what he's doing and we need more filmmakers i need that third film i don't even guess you know it doesn't even matter if brandon's happy i want something (laughs) (laughs) we want want to start on that one as soon as possible like once once we get this one going uh depending like what the return looks like we want to get going on the third one like asap that's dope so we want to like We'll actually get like a, a big budget so we can just film it in like a month instead of like two years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh do, you, do you ever get uh do you ever get your friends saying like, Hey, uh, can you put me in your movie, Brandon? Yeah, no shit, yeah. Like, yeah, we, we, we do. I want to be the bartender. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> we, we do, but luckily the third one we're gonna need like as many extras as humanly possible. So like, hopefully, like I'm flying out. Fuck it. it. I'm. I'm... <laughs> I want to be a winner or some shit. Yeah, I want. I want to be in one of the bands. That, yeah, that's Dude, playing. Yes. Can I be like the drummer or some shit? Please. Oh hell yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> we're, we're gonna need it. So yeah, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're, you're gonna be like filming and i'm just gonna walk up and be like hey john coop Yo, what are you guys uh, doing here uh, we're gonna be in your movie move <laughs> <laughs> a light fuck <laughs> we'll put you in the credits <laughs> so get out there support indie film support indie filmmakers support indie content makers that are not on tiktok yeah. <laughs> um and go watch death drop gorgeous it's available now on amazon it's on shutter it's yep. on tubi look it's on tubi man yeah. it's free there's no reason why you're not watching this movie if you see this movie i guarantee you're going to laugh you're gonna you're gonna enjoy yep. it's, it's just it's a it's a romp from start to finish uh so yeah get out there um get tubi too tubi rules <laughs> 
Yeah, get Tubi. Get uh, if we need to get endorsed by Tubi because I can talk about. Uh, Dude, you that bring up Tubi time. like every fucking podcast. I know <laughs> I it's because you're like, have you seen this? I'm like, ah, where do I watch it? You're like Tubi. <laughs> yeah, you have to get it on Tubi. Tubi's better than Netflix, <laughs> and it's free. Brandon, how much royalties you getting kicked back from all these streaming services? They send you like ten cent checks every six so months we, or what? When you get when you get a distributor, they kind of it's like they do it's like a record label, so you don't really uh you don't really see much. <laughs> yeah, you're like at least people are seeing my shit, but I oh, got yeah. sixty cents this month. <laughs> <laughs> you get a check like oh I got a check for thirty five cents. Oh. <laughs> it was amazing. We still get is it really movies. is it really shitty like the, the return for like having your stuff up like on streaming like oh yeah if, like yeah if you go through a distributor like it's just kind of like part of the the funds so, yeah you don't really get a whole lot back um yeah 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 <laughs> but sorry I know we were trying to close shop and I'm oh like, no yeah hey do you I... make as much as people on Spotify like fuck <laughs> like... <laughs> no <laughs> no well if if you're if you're mad at artists not making anything on Spotify well filmmakers are making even less yeah <laughs> yeah that sucks <laughs> I want I want to say thank you uh, to Brandon for for joining us again uh, he was the first guest on this podcast <laughs> and. It was awesome and a new tradition for him to come back every Halloween. Yeah. And uh, just kind of like shoot the breeze and complain about horror movies because that's what we do anyway. (laughs) I I, I talk to Brandon every now and then on Facebook and that's 99% of the time that's where it goes. We can start complaining about horror movies that we just saw. (laughs) Let's just hope that like this, this Terrifier 2 revelation sets off a stream of indie films getting into theaters. I think that'll be, that'll be awesome. I'm really, really like hoping that this movie just keeps making money and they're like, Oh, wait a second. There is an audience for this. And then, yeah. There's a there's a time there's a little period of time where we're getting a lot of weird shit in the theaters and it was awesome and then now it's like not not so much anymore. Yeah. Yeah. But it's all coming to Tubi. True, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna put Tubi in the fucking headline. So yeah, when, man. When when you decide to publish this, I'm gonna put Tubi in all the SEO shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you don't think, you think I'm joking? I'm not going to put Tubi in the links in this thing? Um, yeah. So if you're listening, Tubi, please endorse us. Hey, Coop, I know I'm making this go longer, but we haven't talked about Showgirls yet. <laughs> we haven't talked about Showgirls. Um, I wish that someone would turn, like, edit Showgirls into a horror movie. Yeah, just make it a slasher. <laughs> just make or it a thriller. Slasher. Just... Some random thriller where, like, she's stalking people. Like she's stalking, she's stalking the Twin Peaks guy. Yeah, something. I mean, like they can just film like additional footage and just keep the most of the movie and just yeah. insert, yeah. you know, horror yeah. elements into the pre-existing movie. Brandon, can that be the fourth project, please? Can you just like re-edit Showgirls into a horror movie, please? Oh, I'm right. Elevated horror. <laughs> yeah. If uh, or you can put me and John in your movie as extras, but we're the two dudes wearing Showgirls shirts. Oh yeah. <laughs> You know, like... <laughs> just a couple of girls that go to shows. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. No, I want to be recast in Elizabeth Berkeley's part. Yeah. In the remake. Can we do that? <laughs> I got it. I got like the flash hands. I can do this shit. Like, trust me. <laughs> I want to be the dude that gets his head kicked in with the long hair. Yeah. It gets beat up hey, by Elizabeth Berkeley. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> All right. Sorry. 
<laughs> I don't think we brought it up like the past two episodes, and I feel like we we, we didn't we didn't really? bring it up. I think on the Ghost is Clear episode. Look, man, we have to cater to our fan base. I'm all about yes. that fan service, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, like and subscribe this podcast. Yeah. Uh, please follow Brandon on the socials. What's Brandon's handles? Tell him. Oh, well, actually, what are my handles? Let's see. Uh, Twitter is I think it's just my name. <laughs> what my handles are uh brandon underscore p-e-r-r-a-s <laughs> <laughs> there we go i've only like really just been on twitter these days I and mean, i'm on uh facebook as brandon miller or you can just follow like all the death drop gorgeous media yeah yes. there we go there we That's go probably the best way to find me yep there you yep. go cool so uh follow all those socials there'll be links at the bottom of this article if you're looking at them um, looking at this on beardedgentlemanmusic.com yeah um, if you are listening to this on Apple or Spotify, please rate it highly and then go to beardedgentlemanmusic.com and follow the links. <laughs> <laughs> or type it out very slowly. Put it, yes. Put it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Four star, five star, you know, vote us the best. Give us one star. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't listen Wouldn't to that John. be funny if we really campaigned to be like one starred, like the most one starred? podcast of all time yeah and that could actually be the name of the podcast one yeah star one podcast. star podcast yes yes absolutely we want to ruin your day please listen to our podcast <laughs> well i mean we are two like 40 year old dudes who talk about showgirls non-stop so i mean yeah that would definitely ruin the majority of most people's days you're right <laughs> look i just you know I don't know if, uh, if if brandon listened to it but i had the audacity to ask steve albini his thoughts on showgirls <laughs> on this what podcast. Did he, what did he say? Uh, he oh got into God, a story about it, actually. Yeah. He got into a story about it that his wife was obsessed with that movie for a, a little bit. Oh You'd be God. surprised how many people like have like a backstory to showgirls. Like <laughs> we've maybe missed like one. I, I was afraid to ask Zola Jesus about her thoughts on showgirls. Yeah, but I, we haven't brought it up with. I, I skipped that with her. But everyone else uh, has been great about it. I, Except for I, that I, label we tried to interview. Yeah. Um, I'm but, not going to uh, name names. Are we still recording? Uh, yes, Have we're we still done recording. The outro? <laughs> yes. Uh, I'll edit this part out. No, uh, don't! Because they're not going to listen to it. Fuck them. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, but yeah, I, everyone was like saying, oh, what are you going to talk to Albini about? Like, you can talk about Nirvana. You're going to talk about Jimmy Page and Robert Plant. I want like, to talk yeah, about Bush. I'll, I'll get that, but we talked about Bush (laughs) and we talked about Showgirls. (laughs) Yeah, it's a a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, possibly, to talk to Steve Albini and I was like, tell me about the Bush record you did. (laughs) (laughs) You just, like, you just sign off? (laughs) No, he was like, he was like, that was one of my favorite records I've ever done, and I was like, I told you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, uh, everyone. If you ever listen to any kind of Steve Albini interview, it's always the same thing. You know, it's they ask about Nirvana, blah blah blah. It's over with. Not Crush Monocle podcast. Nope. We <laughs> talked about Gavin Rosdale and yep. Showgirls. Yep. Yep. And he he inter- he was entertained. He we actually got Steve Albini laughing. That's awesome. See? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he doesn't get to talk about Razorblade suitcase enough, okay? And that's a classic Bush album. <laughs> and he also shared his thoughts on metal, too. That's which true. Which was great. Uh, so, yeah, so that's like a throwback. Go back and listen, listen to that to episode, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, thank you, Brandon, for chilling with us tonight. Thank you, guys. And 
thank you for uh thank you for everything that you do and um yeah man this has been the crush monocle podcast i'm your host coop john uh <laughs> bye brandon <laughs> all right uh this uh i guess crush monocle podcast out right yep. i think that's how we end it yep <laughs> that's how this is getting ended <laughs> <laughs>